Welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast for anyone who wants to raise other people's money for a business or property venture. Right now, there has never been more money on the planet and there has never been more opportunity. This podcast will help you put the two together. So, if you need money for your business or property proposals from banks, lenders, angels, whales or dragons, this is the podcast for you. Hi everyone, this is Ray McLennan and welcome to the How to Raise Money podcast. Today we're going to talk about sophisticated investors, high net worth individuals. Um, Now the reason I am talking about this is I'm getting feedback, I'm getting emails, people are going onto Facebook and sending through messages and uh, I'm getting a lot more people asking about this, saying, you know, um, I'm looking to raise some money. I've met someone. I want to raise some money from this person, but I'm being told by my accountant, by my lawyer, that we have to be really very careful. There's a lot of legislation out there. And basically, uh, I'm, I'm frightened of making a mistake. So I don't want to make a mistake. What do I need to do? Okay. Well, what you need to do uh, is there is a rule and a regulation, and it's called um, PS133, which is the Financial Conduct Authority. Uh, FCA, and they place restrictions on the marketing of unregulated investments to members of the public. Now, basically, it's to control people who the FCA considered um, are unable to work out a good deal from a bad deal. So they're really looking to protect, you know, Mrs. Miggins, Mr. Miggins, who uh, has a bit of money and they don't want unscrupulous developers coming along and, and taking all the money from them. So they've 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 set some conditions in the way. Now, These conditions are in place, obviously, to protect investors, but they're to protect you too. So you need to consider what a sophisticated investor is, what a high net worth individual is. And I'm going to give you a checklist, six points that you can make sure that you've ticked the boxes and everything is okay. Okay, so let's get into it. Now, this um, FCA 13 pretty much covers any investment where the investor stands to gain or lose their own money, uh, depending on how the investment performs. But it's not regulated by the FCA or sold through an FCA regulated financial advisor. Now, if it is a simple loan, it's a simple loan, such as somebody puts up £50,000 and it's a 10% return, then that simple loan, the person does not have to be uh, a sophisticated investor. They don't have to be a sophisticated investor because the FC are basically saying, well, most people can understand that. It's relatively simple to understand, so we don't need to complicate the issue. But if you're offering a share of the profit, so if you're saying, okay, I I want to borrow some money, I'll give you a rate of return, and I will share some of the profits with you, now you're straying into regulated territory and you need to make sure that the person that you're dealing with knows exactly what they're getting involved with. So the simplest way to do that is to ask the question and say, right, thanks very much, Mr. Miggins. Are you a sophisticated investor, a high net worth individual? And they're going to look at you and go, "Um, I have no idea what you mean. Okay, so simple checklist. And here we go, straightforward. So number one, to be a sophisticated investor, do they have a salary? of 100,000 a year or more. If they've got a salary of 100,000 years or more, then they're regarded as uh, a sophisticated investor. Do they have more than 250,000 pounds in investment assets? Now, investment assets as in, have they got cash? Have they got property? Have they got something else that's worth more than 250 grand? It must not include the family home. So someone that's living in a house that's worth a million and a half, two million pounds or whatever, you have to discount that. You have to look at everything else. So that's two. Third, 
Are they already a professional investor? So are they a stockbroker, a fund manager? Are they involved in finance? Well, if they are, then they're deemed to have a higher level of knowledge. Therefore, they're deemed to be a sophisticated investor. Number four, are they a bona fide business angel investor already? Did you meet them at an angel club? Are they holding themselves out as an angel? Are they uh, on boards and forums? Have they made investments? Well, if they have and they're bona fide business angel investors, then they're deemed to be sophisticated investors. Now, word of warning here, word of warning here. If you go to an angel club, uh, and I've been to a number of them, there are a few of them, the ones, I mean, there's more angel investors in London, uh, in, in the UK than virtually anywhere else. Second, uh, London is second only to New York, by the way, and I'll give you some figures later on to, to show you how many there are. But if you attend an angel investors meeting in London, you're going to meet a lot of people there that are holding themselves out to be investors. Now, don't make the assumption that because they're there, they have money to invest. And the reason I'm flagging that up and I'm telling you is quite a lot of uh, people can infiltrate these things. They can they can get an invite, come along, and they're really looking to tout for business or they're looking to harvest credit cards, uh, sorry, debit cards from people um, because they want to do business. So they may not be investors. So you still have to ask. Don't make the assumption that because someone is at an investment forum and they've got a badge on that says angel investor that they are. You need to ask. You need to go further. Uh, ask about the number of investments they've made. Ask, um, you know, do they have a salary of 100,000 years or more? A thousand uh, per annum or more. Do they have two hundred fifty thousand investment assets? Are they um, a professional investor already? So that's the first four. The next thing is number five. Are they directors of a one million plus limited company? Now they might tell you they are, but you can very very simply check. There's a website you can go to. It's called Beta Companies House uh, in the UK. You go there and you can search under the company name, and under the company name you'll see people. And you'll see documents and you can click on people and you'll see, you should see their name there. And you can click on that name and that will show you all the other companies that they are uh, affiliated with or, or they're directors of. So uh, are they a director of a one million pound plus limited company? Very simple to find out. And the final one uh, is number six. Are they a family member or longtime personal friend? Are they a family member or longtime personal friend? Now, the, again, the way the FCA look at this is, well, if it's a family member and a long-time personal friend, you're, you've known them for a long time. They know you. They know what you're up to. You've probably been keeping them informed of the things that you're doing. Uh, they therefore have a higher level of personal knowledge about you than the man on the Clapham omnibus or the man on the street would be would deemed to have. So uh, they can come under the banner of sophisticated investor. Now, this is all very well, but the burden of proof is on you to establish that they are one of those six. So the six again, have they got a salary of 100,000 a year? Have they got 250,000 or more in investable assets? Are they a professional investor, a bona fide business angel, a director of a 1 million plus company, or a family member and long-time personal friend? Now, they only have to be one of those, just one of those things, but you have to make sure that you know which one it is and you have to keep the evidence. So the burden of proof is to, on you to establish it. So if they are £100,000 plus a year earner working for a company, they'll get a wage slip. Uh, they'll get a pay slip. It might be electronic. It might be printed, whatever. You need a copy of that. You would need to ask them for a copy of that. And you need to keep that, either, either the, the pay slip or the bank statement, as proof and scan and keep it into your files. 
keep it so that if anybody ever asks for it, if anything goes wrong, you at least have got that there and you can say, well, look, I did, I did my checks. So the proof they give you will be part of the due diligence you must keep as a written record that you're inviting a sophisticated investor to invest in your project. Now, what about a high net worth individual? What about a high net worth individual? HNW, high net worths. Now, that's a term that's used to designate a person whose investable assets uh, must exceed a, a given amount. So typically, they are individuals uh, defined as holding financial assets and again, excluding the primary residence with a value greater than £500,000 or in America, it'd be $1 million. Now, there are lots of classifications about high net worths and uh, there are, you've probably heard of sophisticated high net worth, very high net worths, um, ultra high net worths and so on. There's also sub high net worths. So a sub high net worth would be someone who's who's considered to have um, a, a lower amount of money to invest. Now in America, that's um, that's le usually less than a million, but more than a hundred thousand dollars to give you an idea of the scale. Uh, a very high net worth is someone with a net worth of at least five million or more. And then there are ultra high net worths, and that's people who would have uh, thirty million in liquid financial assets and a disposable income of more than about $20 million. So, so you know, high net worths, ultra high net worths, um, they have a lot of cash, a lot of money. So they are deemed to be someone who has a higher level of financial nous than most people. And that's demonstrated by the fact that they've managed to accumulate a lot of it. So uh, I said earlier on, I'd give you the, the numbers and tell you what some of those numbers are. And... Um, I think I said in London was second only to New York. Well, in London, there are about 360,000. There are about 360,000 high net worths in London alone. Now, there are about half a million in the UK classified, according to um, Angel Networks. There are about half a million, but there are 360,000 of them in London. Second only to New York, that has 395,000. So New York City, 395,000. London, 360. Third, for those of you who are interested, would be Tokyo with 320,000, Hong Kong about 250,000, and then Singapore about 240,000. Now, going back to um, angels and becoming an angel, if you're thinking about it, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, actually, okay, that's all very well. I'm on that side borrowing. But what about I'm on the other side and I've got some money that I would like to invest? Well, if you have, then that's great. There are lots of places you can go where you'll get an even higher return than you'll get sitting in the bank, which is minuscule interest rates at the moment. But a lot of people and uh, some messages from the last few weeks have said, you know, I have money to invest. What can I reasonably expect to get by way of a return? And that, uh, you know, I suppose is, is how long is a piece of string? It really depends on your attitude to risk and it, and it depends on a whole number of other factors. But let's take uh, a scenario. A couple of weeks ago, got a phone call. I've got £500,000 to invest. Um, what can I do with it? So I had a very brief chat. I asked that it was a man. I asked him how he managed to accumulate his money. He said, I've saved it over a period of time. I've worked in a you know very lucrative industry. I've managed to save up. Um, I you know made some money from selling, uh, downsizing in our house. We've got a smaller house and we've got a bit more bit more money. So we've got a bit more than half a million, but we've, we've set aside half a million that we want to uh, invest. So my question then would usually say, well, well are you looking at uh, cash flow? Are you looking to build up assets? What are you looking for? 
And this particular chap wanted cash flow. So he wasn't interested in really accumulating assets, but he did want to get a cash flow. So the next question then was, how much? What is it you're looking to uh, support with the cash flow? And he had said that he was looking to support uh, his his lifestyle. He was maybe thinking of going, you know, on a world cruise. Um, he wanted some income to come in while he was doing that. And, uh, you know, basically to take a year out to relax, kick back, but not be getting minuscule amounts. He wanted to get a decent amount. So he'd said to me that if he could get 10%, he would be delighted. So 10% return on 500,000. Now, that's very achievable. You can achieve that by going to um, some some online peer-to-peer platforms and you can pledge your money there and you could probably get, you can certainly get 8%, 9% and, and sometimes 10% on some of those. So that leads me to see that um, he, he, he knows what he, well, obviously you've got to know what you want, but this particular chap did know what he want and I could guide him in, in a certain direction. But one of the other things I did say to him, that before you become an investor, before you become an angel, you need to owe it to yourself to go out there and get some training. Go and, go and find out, attend some angel masterclasses. Now, there's, there's a few of them coming up. If you go to angelsden.com events, you will see there that uh, they have um, events coming up for, for angel investors. So they've got a valuations masterclass. Then they have ones that cover enterprise investment scheme. They have... Um, all sorts of tax issues uh, coming up and they will usually bring along an accountant or a lawyer. So you might have 20, 30, 40 potential investors or investors in a room. A lawyer comes in, an accountant comes in, maybe does a 20 minute talk on whatever the topic is. And then usually uh, a a long term investor would stand up, somebody who's made 10, 15, 20, in, in some cases, 80, 90, or even 100 investments in the last 15 or 20 years, they would stand up and tell, um, get swap some war stories and you get an opportunity to do a Q&A and ask questions. And then usually afterwards, there's um, drinks, nibblies, and you get a chance to mingle and chat and you can ask all the questions you like to satisfy yourself that you know what you're doing and in getting into investing. Now, there's a, again, there's a useful website called becomeanangel.com. You can go there, go to becomeanangel.com, and that will tell you. Um, I, I, well, there's, there's, a, there's an online test, and you can find out what investor you are. So are you likely to be uh, a lead angel, a syndicate angel, or an online angel if you've got your money? Now, again, I'm, I'm mentioning 500,000. It could be 10,000. You might have to say, well, I've got 10,000 pounds sitting there, you know, doing nothing. It's, it's wasting away in the bank. And with inflation, I'm actually not getting anything. Um, rather than having sitting in, a, in an ISA, or I'd rather put it into something where I'm going to get a slightly better return. Well, you can go there to becomeanangel.com. You can find out whether you want to be a syndicate angel or an online angel and take the test um, and find out. Just go through it, find out what it is that you want to do. So um, now the, the, just a point on, on angel investing. Um, there, there's a common misconception that angel investing is only done in private clubs and men in pinstripe suits. And, and you know, it's, it's not true. Angels come from all walks of life. They're all different ages. They're men and women. I have to say mostly men. It would be probably, um, yeah, 90% men. But there are a lot of women and women are particularly good and savvy investors. So if you're a woman listening to this and you think it's a man's club, it isn't. Um, the glass ceiling there has been broken. A lot of lot of women in there. There is uh, an organisation called Investing Women, uh, a woman called Jackie Waring that runs that. You can look her up, and they specifically target 
at uh, women who, who are looking to raise money and also women who are looking to invest money. So there's a lot more around now than there used to be. And that's a very, very useful one. So um, if you're looking to invest, there are all sorts of, well, there are all sorts of benefits, tax benefits, the main one being what's called SES or EIS. Now, SES stands for Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme, and it was introduced in about 2012. And it's an incentive for taxpayers to make uh, what they call seed investments in very early stage companies. Now, early stage companies uh, are uh, notoriously risky because you don't really know uh, where they're going to go. Um, so in order to encourage that, the government effectively created the Seed Enterprise Investment Scheme. So you can receive tax relief of 50% on investments up to 100,000. And if you sell your shares after three years, then any profit that you make is free from capital gains tax. Now, to qualify uh, for this, a business, uh, a startup, I must be, I must have been trading for at least for two years um, or less, and the company must be raising less than 150,000. So that's seed enterprise investment. Now, the enterprise investment scheme is to encourage in investors to invest in smaller companies by offering 30% tax relief. The scheme also uh, offers capital gains tax exemption after three years and further tax relief in the event of a loss. So if it goes, um, if the company goes pear-shaped, then you've got tax relief in, and, uh, in the event of a loss. Now, under EIS, each individual investor is allowed to invest up to a million pounds a year. Now, before you get into this, take tax advice, take legal advice. But EIS and SEIS have been very, very good for investors. Now, they do not apply in general to property investments. So this is for uh, equity. If you're buying equity in small businesses and startups, that's where you'll get EIS relief. You'll not get it in property. So hopefully that's been helpful. Um, if you do have any questions, queries, challenges, um, anything you want to ask, then by all means, get in touch you can email maria at raisingangelfinance.co.uk. You can go to uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Ray underscore McLennan. You can go to Facebook where I'm in there as well. You can go to Raising Angel Finance, the website, and you can leave comments there or to the blog post. There's lots of blog posts. You can leave comments there. So that has been Sophisticated Investors, High Net Worth Individuals. Hope it's been useful and uh, see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the How to Raise Money podcast. It's made for people who want to raise money as debt or investment equity for their business or property proposal or empire. The website has all the useful links and underlying research, and you can get downloads of the checklists and other useful information. You can find all that at howtoraisemoney.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Ray underscore McLennan and Nigel Best at Positive Nigel. You can check the blog at raisingangelfinance.blogspot.co.uk. See you next time, where we can show you how to raise money. There is abundance. There is money enough for everyone on the planet. The question is, who has yours?